You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 82. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, here to give you that health, fitness, and nutrition advice every single week. We're going to get started today. We have an awesome topic about meditation and can it help you with weight loss? Can it help you with other ailments? What are they saying? What does the research say? Pretty important stuff. Meditation is definitely becoming a real talk of the town, you could say, and I think it's a great thing, something that you could definitely add to your lifestyle and it doesn't have to change that much. But before we get into that, we are going to go right into the Eagle's Eye on Health. That is my weekly segment, just a little tidbit of health, nutrition, and fitness information or some type of news information that maybe came out, something quick and easy. And this week I came across an article that talks about caffeine. Now I know many of you have your finger on the off button right here because if I say you can't drink your coffee, you are turning me off, right? Well, this article actually is about caffeine's sport performance advantage for infrequent tea and coffee drinkers. So how caffeine is actually affecting sports performance on those that do drink coffee or tea versus those who don't. Now, a study led by sports scientists over at Dublin City University, they have found that the performance-enhancing benefits of caffeine are more apparent in athletes who do not drink caffeine-rich drinks such as tea, coffee, and energy drinks on a daily basis. And it's funny, I was just having this talk. I did a I did a lecture this last week and someone asked me about caffeine. And this this research actually nails exactly what I had said, which is caffeine isn't going to hurt you. You can have probably, you know, in my recommendation, one to three cups a day. But if you're looking for that performance edge, then you're going to want to cut back your coffee, basically, for your daily intake until closer up to your race because the body actually sort of gets used to it. You're you're not going to feel it over a long period of time. So basically, from the study that they did, the findings from the DCU-led study were published in the International Journal of Sport Nutrition and Exercise Metabolism. They recommended that athletes who consume caffeine on a regular basis should reduce their consumption in the lead-up to a big performance if they want to receive the benefits of a caffeine supplement as a performance aid. So all it's saying is you don't have to give up your coffee, but if you really do want to get that performance edge from the caffeine, then you actually might want to start lowering the coffee intake, really back it off for a little while before your big performance date so that when it comes to that time and you do start taking the coffee again, your body really gets that extra jolt. All right, so don't worry. I didn't say you had to stop drinking coffee, but that is sort of interesting to note for performance reasons. Now let's get right into our topic today, which is about meditation. Now I know for me, one of my New Year's goals that I took on, not a resolution, but a goal, was that I start meditating more on a daily basis. I've always been a fan of meditation. I learned a lot about meditation in my graduate program uh, for Eastern medicine, and definitely I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I need to fit it back into my life. Let's talk a little bit about it, what it is, what the studies are actually saying. 
What is meditation? Well, in theory, meditation sounds simple, right? It's a sit down in a quiet place. Maybe you close your eyes, focusing on your breath. But just like anything else, it actually does take time. It takes patience. It takes practice. There's techniques to do it properly so that you are getting the real and true benefits. Meditation definitely is a mind and body practice. It has a long history of use for your, uh, increasing calmness, physical relaxation, improving psychological balance, even coping with illness and enhancing overall health and well-being. I think all of those things would be wonderful for each and every one of us, right? So there's so many different types of meditation, but most of them have about four things in common. Usually one, you sit in a quiet location with as few distractions as possible. Two, you want to have a specific and comfortable posture. It could be sitting, it could be lying down. Some people even do walking meditation or it could be another position, but it's usually a specific comfortable posture for you. Three, you want to have a focus of attention. It could be a specially chosen word or a set of words. It could be an object that you're focusing on, or it could even be the sensations of your breathing, which is very common. And the fourth thing is that you want to have a really open attitude when you're doing your meditation. You want to be able to let the distractions that will absolutely be there, you want to let them come and go naturally, not like getting all judgmental on yourself when those thoughts start to creep in because they're going to creep in. This is the whole point of the process and you just need to sort of let them go again and keep moving on with that meditation. Now, why should we meditate? Well, many studies have investigated meditation for a number of different conditions and there is evidence that it actually might be helping reduce blood pressure as well as symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome. It may ease symptoms of anxiety and depression. It can help people with insomnia, which is obviously huge for people who have trouble sleeping. Getting into meditation can really be a, a help. And then for most of my clients, what they all want to know is how can it help weight loss? Well, there is actually a connection between meditation and weight loss. Now, Meditation basically helps us align the conscious and the unconscious mind to agree on changes we want to apply to our behavior. And making behavioral changes is such a big part of weight loss, don't you agree? I mean, there's so many things that we have to change behaviorally, what we're eating, when we're eating, how we're eating, how much, so many things. And so meditation can actually definitely play a role in this behavior or these behavioral changes. Now, those changes could be a number of factors, such as cravings for unhealthy food or control of eating behaviors, and it's important to get your unconscious mind really involved because that's where those bad habits, bad habits that often cause us to pack on all the extra weight, like emotional eating, that's where they're ingrained. And meditation can help you be more aware of these. And that's really important is this awareness of what you're doing sometimes and an awareness of your behaviors and the emotional eating. Sometimes we just need to be more aware of what's really going on. And with meditation practice, that is often what starts to happen is you get a new sense of awareness. And that is super important. And I'm always telling people, be very present in your body. Be present with what's going on, how you feel, not just physically, but also emotionally. 
Now, another key part of meditation and weight loss is that meditation can directly reduce the levels of stress in the body. And if we can reduce the level of stress in the body, what we're doing is we're affecting the stress hormones. So stress hormones like cortisol, they actually tell our bodies to store calories as fat. That's what the stress reaction is is happening in your body. So if you're constantly under a lot of stress, you have a lot of cortisol pumping through your system, it's always going to be harder for you to lose weight even if you're making those healthy food choices and you're working out because you have stress in the body, that means your cortisol levels are high, hormones are very, very difficult to fight. And so I'm always telling my clients, hey, you didn't, if you didn't get weight loss this week, let's see what else was going on in your week besides just calorie intake. Because it's not just about the food and it's not just about the workouts. How was your stress level this week? And very often they tell me it was off the charts. And I say, well, there you go. Stress levels were super high. Your cortisol levels were probably off the charts. And that definitely played a role in why your body couldn't drop any weight this week. So super important that we start managing the stress in our life. And we can do that with meditation. They say all it takes is 25 minutes of meditation three days in a row to significantly reduce stress. That was a study out of Carnegie Mellon. And these hormones, those cortisol hormones especially, not only tell our bodies to store extra weight, but they also cause other physical problems that can lead to excess weight like inflammation. And so therefore, again, meditating can help you with those inflammation symptoms that you might be experiencing as well. Now, participants in a 2016 study showed increased attention, relaxation, calmness, body-mind awareness, and brain activity just after a couple short sessions of meditation. Researchers found that the parts of the brain most affected by meditation were actually those that help us control ourselves. And that means a couple minutes of meditation daily could truly make it easier to pass on that second cookie, that third bowl of ice cream, or whatever it is that's tempting you. Meditation actually might help you with that control. So I would say, looking at all these different factors, you know, reducing your blood pressure, helping with symptoms of IBS, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, if you have insomnia, if you're trying to lose weight, what if you're just that person who feels super stressed all the time? Well, this is something, meditation, that will not even cost you any money, that you can do on your own at any point in your day, and it doesn't have to be an hour long. It can truly be a minute long, working your way up to maybe five minutes. I'm now on my way up to 10 minutes, and I'm super proud of that. So it's something you can do, and it, like I said, it doesn't even cost you anything. So we're gonna talk a little bit about how to get involved in meditation. Most people really don't even know where to begin. But another really big one that it's helping people with, which I also thought was really interesting, is that it, they say that the effects of meditation rival antidepressants for depression and anxiety. But what's really interesting was like how much it could possibly help. And so a review study at John Hopkins looked at the relationship between mindfulness meditation and its ability to reduce symptoms of depression, anxiety, and pain. 
and they found that the effect size of meditation was moderate at 0.3. Now, when I first read that, I was like, well, that's super low. That's that's terrible. So really, it's not helping that that much, right? And then they said, if that sounds low, guess what? The effect size for antidepressant medications is also 0.3. I thought, wow, I had no idea that the effect of antidepressants was actually that low. So meditation has the same effect size as antidepressants. And I don't know about you, but I would rather try and meditate first before trying any new medications. Now, note to self, note to all right now, if you are on any antidepressant medications, you should stay on them. You should talk to your doctor at some point if you want to get off your medication. You never stop taking medication without discussing it with your doctor first. Why? Well, there might be a way to go off the medication. They might need you to wean off in a certain way. Or perhaps for your particular diagnosis, this would not be a benefit to you to do meditation instead of your medications. So please always know that you never go off a medication without talking to your doctor first. But I do think it's awesome that meditation plays such a big role possibly as much as some antidepressants to actually help people with depression and anxiety. So just something to think about, which is always fantastic. All right, so how can we get started and what can we do to actually meditate? Well, again, there's very basic ways to meditate. And some of those four things you could literally do on your own right now, you could sit in a quiet location, try to always make it a place with very few distractions. I think it's best to sit up. You could do lying down. Sometimes I do lying down at night and I fall asleep. And honestly, that is not the actual goal of meditation. You do not want to fall asleep during the meditation. So I actually like to sit up. And then you want to focus on something. Now, as I had said earlier, that focus could be a set of chosen words. Some people like to focus on one word. Could be anything. The word could be believe. The word could be happiness. Any word that brings you some kind of joy. Some people pick a a set of words. So it could be, you know, a series of two or three words that flow together. And if that kind of resonates with you, you could focus on that. It could be an object. So sometimes I've seen people meditate while staring at a candle and sort of looking at the flicker of the flame. And then a lot of meditation will focus on your breathing. And so just making your breath a focus can really be a fantastic way to meditate. And then again, having that open attitude. So if you're that negative person and you're like, I hate meditating, I don't want to meditate. And then you sit down to do this and your thoughts are constantly negative about it. It's probably not going to be the biggest benefit for you. So you might want to tell yourself, I'm going to try this for one minute today maybe even 30 seconds, and I'm not going to have one negative judgment during that 30 seconds. That might be really hard for you, and I totally get it. And if something negative does start to creep in, the most important thing is that you can just let it go. So it's okay if stuff creeps in. It's okay when the mind starts to wander because it's going to, but then can you just let it go without judging it? So those kind of things will guide you into how you could meditate. And as I said, you might start with 30 seconds. It might be so hard for you just to sit and do those things for 30 seconds. Work your way up to a minute, work your way up to five minutes, and then potentially 10. 
Now, of course, we live in a time where they have the most wonderful apps, right, on the phone. So there are six meditation app winners right now, you could say. Uh, I got this list from Business Insider, and the very first app is actually the one that I'm using. So I definitely want to share these six different apps because definitely if you have something to guide you, it's going to make the process a little bit easier until you're sort of a meditation pro, all right? So the very first app, and this is the one that I am currently using, is called Headspace. And it's one of the most well-known, and they have super cute graphics, and, and the gentleman's voice, it's very soothing. Um, they say it's probably the most well-known of the bunch right now. Some of the features... Let's see, what do they include? The little graphics and they have little cartoons that explain what you're doing. And it's all about creating a daily habit, living a happier life, a healthier life. Um, cute little graphics and characters, like I said, those are, those are mine and my son's favorite part. But you can get 10 free sessions with Headspace, so you can give it a try. And you honestly, those are enough to get you started into how to do it on your own. So that's Headspace. The next one that's really popular, and I can't talk to it because I haven't tried it yet, is called Calm, C-A-L-M, Calm. Um, it's a popular app, as they say, with its popular app, book, and sleep mess that they have. Calm has created a strong community dedicated to making the world a happier and healthier place. Its founders discovered the power of mindfulness and meditation firsthand while pursuing the entrepreneurial life, and its head of content has studied meditative practices for over 25 years. They also have a free version. So all of these have a, most of these have a free version and then a paid extended version after. The next app called Stop, Breathe, and Think. It encourages regular meditation through its mood and progress tracker. They give 10% net revenue to Tools for Peace, a nonprofit dedicated to helping at-risk youth experience the benefits of mindfulness and meditation. So I thought that was really cool that they give that revenue back to Tools for Peace. Also, 20 free sessions. The next app is called Simple Habit calling itself a daily vacation for your mind. Who doesn't want that? Simple Habit is a goal and situation-based meditation for busy people. The sessions are led by a variety of teachers, mindfulness coaches, former monks, yoga teachers, meditation trainers, psychologists, and more. Then there's an app called Insight Timer. Sound plays a big role in Insight Timer's approach to meditation and will allow for users to fully immerse themselves in the experience. So it sounds like an awesome one um, and just uses a lot with sound. And then there's Budify. I love that one. Uh, in terms of the name of it, I haven't tried it yet. The founders of independent app Budify believe that the purpose of a good meditation app is to help you get to the point where you don't need a meditation app anymore. I think that's definitely the goal. And that's why I think it's great that so many of these different apps actually have um, a free, you know, a free bundle that you can try, you can teach yourself, and you can from there potentially do this on your own. So right now, a lot of you are sitting here going, yes, this is all good in theory, but I can't sit still. Like I, I love when people tell me this. I can't meditate because I, I'm the kind of person who my mind wanders and I can't sit still and, you know, meditation doesn't work for me. Well, you're exactly the person that needs to meditate, right? It's always like the one exercise or the one stretch 
that you can't do that your body needs the most, right? You're so tight that you can't do this stretch. Well, guess what? That's the one you're probably supposed to be working on the most. So when people tell me, I can't meditate because my mind wanders too much, I can't sit still, that's exactly why you need to start meditating. And the best way to start is by just starting in really small segments. Like I said, 30 seconds. For some people, that is a lot. Five minutes can seem like a lifetime to someone like that. But you do it and you slowly ease yourself up. Now, many, many years ago, I got to go to a silent yoga retreat. It was amazing. It was in San Diego way back in the day when I was studying, uh, or I had already graduated from acupuncture school. And I was invited to go to this yoga retreat in this, like, way up high in a mountain somewhere near San Diego. And you couldn't talk the entire retreat. It was like a weekend retreat. And we got to do yoga there. The monks made all of our food. Everything was completely organic. The food was unbelievable. One of the reasons the food was unbelievable is because you couldn't talk during dinner. You couldn't talk during any of your meals. So you actually had to be very present while you ate. And when you're really present when you eat, you fully taste everything. So I definitely recommend try a silent dinner sometime with your family and see if you taste the food just a little bit differently. But then one of the things that we got to do is we actually got to go into this little temple and meditate with the monks. And we were asked to go in there every morning and you would sit in your little, you know, cross-legged stance on a just maybe barely a pillow. It was very chilly in there, okay? They it was like a tiny little temple and I don't, might not have had any heat at all. And there really was no guidance whatsoever. It was just this is our meditation time, close your eyes and begin. And I remember sitting there with like all these thoughts, like, oh my gosh, how am I going to sit here? How long can I do this for? And finally, I just started to relax. You know, I think we sometimes get so worked up in our head with all our thoughts. And the greatest part about meditation is that you really can just let go and give yourself that space and that time to just let your thoughts go. And if they creep back in, fine. But then come back to your breath or come back to that word or whatever it is you might be staring at for your meditation and see how long you can do that. After a meditation, always check in. And honestly, it's the most brilliant feeling when you've completed a meditation. Your body is calm, the mind is still, and I feel like I can take on so much more at that point. And now that I've been doing daily meditation since January 1st, I have to tell you that one of the things that's changed for me the most is that on a busy, stressful day, I feel like I take a moment when I'm having one of those moments of stress where I just take a moment and I chill for a second and I breathe like I do when I meditate and I feel like the stress can roll off a little quicker. And that's, again, a benefit of meditation is how it can extend into other aspects of your life. And sometimes getting through a stressful day is just stressful, but if I can start to feel the effects of what I'm doing each day through meditation later in the day, then I know that it's having a positive impact on my life. So I definitely recommend give it a try. I'm going to actually go ahead and list the six apps for meditation on my podcast page. You may or may not have ever even been on my podcast page, but if you go to earnthatbody.com, there's a podcast tab at the top and all of my podcast episodes are listed there. If there's any show notes, uh, that's where they would be. And that is where I'm going to go ahead and list all of these apps in case 
case you would like to try one and definitely give it a go. Again, I'm biased because I've only tried one of them and I love this one. It's called Headspace. So you might want to try that one first, but feel free to try any of them. And I would love to hear how it's going for you. If it if it's new for you or if it's not new for you, try this for a little while and always give me feedback. I love to hear about it. Kim at earnthatbody.com. You can always email at me or just on Facebook where I post the the podcast each week right on the Earn That Body Facebook page. Give it a little shout out how you did. We'd love to hear about it. All right. So things we have coming up, sort of, uh, I would say it's like the physical concept of meditation is Yoga Ohm. That is my latest fitness program coming out March 5th. It is absolutely fantastic workout. It includes yoga with full body weight, with light weights as well, Um, a foam roller. There's a foam roller video. There's a deep stretch video for athletes. It's for everybody. I have to say it's fantastic because it's going to include that stretching, strength training, foam rolling, like everything that you need to do, but sometimes you just can't get in. It'll be all rolled into one program. So definitely check that out at yogaovermuscle.com. And then we do have the 12-week Earn That Body session starting February 19th. It is now half sold out. The January session was completely sold out. If you're interested in fitness and nutrition help, then the 12-week Earn That Body program is your best option. And you can always check that out at earnthatbody.com as well. I have private nutrition um, opening up at the end of February. I am sold out till the end of February for private nutrition. That's primarily for my athletes. All right, that's it for this week. I hope you have a great week. I hope you take a moment to sit back, sit tall, breathe, and enjoy the effects of meditation. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.